0: Book of First Corinthians. This morning will be in First Corinthians, chapter number sixteen. First Corinthians, <clears throat> chapter number sixteen. And uh, this uh, passage of scripture uh, may sound and look familiar to to you. When you get when you get there, uh, last Sunday we uh, spent our Sunday morning and Sunday evening message in this same chapter uh, as we looked at the. Uh, Great Commission, mission, and some of the things missions-wise God has for us, and I want you to continue uh, praying for all of those uh, endeavors. Uh, but I want to draw our message this morning from the same passage of Scripture, and Lord willing, we'll preach from this passage again tonight. As we look into 1 Corinthians chapter 16 for our text this morning, I'm going to read one verse of Scripture, and that's verse number 13, 13. Follow along with me in 1 Corinthians 16, verse number 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. I'm going to give you the title of the message this morning, then have a word of prayer. The title uh, may not make sense to you when I give it. But as I get into the message this morning, I think it will make sense to you, and I believe this message will be a help to us as we consider these words of the Apostle Paul. This morning, I want to preach on this subject. In the meantime, do this. In the meantime, do this. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray this morning that uh, your word would be real to us. May your spirit uh, speak to our hearts. May he uh, show us Uh, The the truths of this passage, and Father, may we be faithful to continue to do the things that we're instructed to do. Bless your people, there's one unsaved, may today be their day of salvation, we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. This passage of Scripture, if we go back and refresh our memory of some things that we looked at uh, last week, if you were to uh, look back at the beginning of this chapter, very simply, the Apostle Paul is writing to the churches at Corinth. He's writing to believers. He's writing to those local churches. And uh, he had uh, invested much in them, and now he is writing them and giving them some exhortation, as we find in this book of the Bible through this letter. Uh, he's giving them some correction. Uh, he's giving them some challenges. As we look to the end of this, this, this book in chapter 16, uh, he speaks of how uh, he knows that they are expecting him To come to them. They're expecting him to come minister to them, to uh, help them. And Paul was a source of security for them. Paul was a source of strength for them. Paul, his presence, gave them confidence and courage. And Paul writes to them, and this may take your mind back to last week as we looked at the open door. He says, I'm not going to come to you as you expect me because there's an open door of ministry for me. And you're expecting me to come, but I'm going to stay in Ephesus because of this open door. Now, as I reminded us, as I told us last week, they would be disappointed by that. They were expecting Paul to come. They loved Paul. They, they, they needed Paul. Uh, Paul was going to be a help to them. And Paul is telling them, I'm not going to come because of this open door. Now he gives some instruction in verse number 10 and verse number 11 concerning Timothy. Now, when Timothy comes, I know he's not me, but allow him to minister. Allow him to minister to you. He writes of uh, Apollos in verse number 12. Brother Apollos, he wished that he could come because he believed that he would be a great help to them, but he's not going to be able to come, but he'll come when it's convenient for him. And Paul also tells them, And when he says, I can't come now, but I'm hoping to come soon. And when I do come, I'm going to stay as long as I can and spend some time with you. He writes all of that, and we get to verse number 13. And if I can say it like this, he says, in the meantime, do this. Now, I've given you a lot of exhortation in this letter I've written you. You're expecting me to come. You're expecting me to help you handle some problems. You're expecting me to give you some exhortation. You're expecting me to to help you among these local churches. You're expecting me to come. I'm not coming because God has opened a door for me, so I'm going to stay and minister in this respect. Now, he gives them some instruction that I just mentioned. He says, in the meantime, until I can come or because I can't come, In the meantime, I want you to do this. And that's what we find in verse number 13. Watch ye stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Sometimes life does not work out as we anticipate it working out. Sometimes the help that we thought would be coming, we get word, is not coming. Sometimes... That which we said, if I could hold on till this encouragement comes, till this help comes, till I can take the weight off of my shoulders and put it on the weight of someone else, if I can do that, then I will make it. But sometimes we discover the help we thought we had coming is not coming. The person we thought we were going to be able to depend on for whatever reason, they're not coming. The encouragement. You know what I'm talking about this morning? We, it's not going to come or the disappointment comes. See, now what am I going to do? I think we can take these same words. And in the meantime, while we're waiting on that help, while we're waiting on that encouragement, while we're waiting on that instruction, by the way, we all need help from time to time. Amen. We all need encouragement from time to time. We all need instruction. And sometimes we just don't know what to do. We don't know how we're going to get through it. Say, some help is coming. Help is on the way. And as soon as it gets here, boy, it's going to be so nice to be able to just count on our Apostle Paul or allow this instruction to give me some direction. And then we find out it's not coming like we thought it was coming. Or it may be coming or we discover it's going to be delayed. We had in our mind, if I could hold out to this time, I'd get the answers, I'd get the help. But in the meantime, while we're waiting on that help, while we're waiting on that encouragement, while we're waiting on that instruction, in the meantime, why don't we do this? Why don't we do what the Apostle Paul has instructed these Christians to do, and if it will help them, it just makes sense to me this morning that it would be a help to us. What does he write to them, knowing of their disappointment, knowing of their need, but knowing of the will of God delaying him them? He writes and gives them several things to do in this little verse in verse number 13. And I'm going to break this verse down. And it's just amazing. God breaks it down into four points here. And so we're going we're gonna to look at that this morning. And I want to say to you, let me rephrase that. I want to say to us what the Apostle Paul wrote to these Christians, knowing they of their need, knowing of the encouragement that he provided, but knowing that God altered the course. He says, I'm going to come see you. I'm going to come visit with you. I can't come now. When I come, I'm going to stay as long as I can. Brother Brother Timothy's coming. I know he's young, but, but let him serve. Let him minister. I know you were expecting me, but he's coming to you. Brother Apollos, I wish he could come, but he can't come right now. In the meantime, do this. Number one this morning, stand guard. He says, watch ye. Until I come, in the meantime, stand guard. The words watch ye is likened to a sentry, if you will, or standing guard. You are vigilant. You are on guard. You are watching for danger. You are watching for that which might befall you. You are watching for an enemy. Listen very carefully to me this morning. A lot of times, Christians fall prey to the enemy following disappointment. They're in the will of God, but they become disappointed because help they needed did not come. Encouragement they needed did not come. Now, let me say this. Was Paul in the will of God? Absolutely. This was an open door God opened up to him, and it would have been wrong for him not to stay and walk through that door God opened for him. So if he was in the will of God, the delay to these Christians was the will of God. The delay of the instruction was the will of God. The delay of the encouragement was the will of God. And friend, just because there's a delay when you need encouragement, a delay when you need instruction, a delay when you need that help, doesn't mean you're out of the will of God, doesn't mean the delay's out of the will of God. Sometimes it is of God for us not to have it when we think we need it. So what do we do? The help will come, and God will send those people in our life exactly when we need them. He will send the instruction at the moment we need it. But in the meantime, what do we do? We stand guard. We stand guard. What are we we guarding? We're guarding our own spirit. We're guarding our own outlook. We're guarding our own attitude. These people are the same people as you and I. These Christians are the same Christians as you and I. Just because they're Bible characters doesn't make them any different. And you you have to understand that in that disappointment, you know how easy it is? Well, the pastor said he was going to do this, and he didn't do it. Well, I needed help, and and this person didn't help me. You know what you need to do in the meantime? Stand guard of your own spirit, of your own disappointment, of your own outlook. Stand guard of that personal life. Stand guard of the way you view. Don't allow yourself to be disappointed. You can, we're disappointed, but don't allow yourself to be disappointed, if you know what I mean. And, and, and well, God has forsaken me, and, and, and it, it, I must not be in the will of God, or what, what is the problem? Sometimes God delays for reasons we don't know. And we must first stand guard. Watch ye. Now, when he says, watch ye, He's not saying ye watch everybody else. We have that ministry now. He's saying you stand guard. I believe, first of all, over your personal life, but also stand guard over your family. Stand guard over your home. What can creep into your home? I also believe he's referring to stand guard over your church. Maybe you say, Well, I'm so glad we got a pastor who cares for our church and stands guard over our church, and I, I do the best that I can do in that. But you know what? It's your responsibility to stand guard over your church. Right. Right, it's your responsibility. Well, how do I stand guard over my church? Stand guard over you. That's right. That's right. If you become jaded by your disappointment, if you become disillusioned because God didn't bring something when you thought you should have it. If, if you get to a place in your life where I needed this instruction, it didn't come through, where you get disappointed and you get angry and you get bitter and say, what's the use anyway you've hurt your church? Do you love your church this morning? Then stand guard. Stand guard over your church by standing guard over you. Well, Pastor, God put me here to watch out for my church. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm perusing what everybody else is doing this morning. You won't find that in the Bible. Watch, ye, stand guard. When life brings disappointment, so many Christians end up being bitter. Because I needed encouragement. I am not minimizing the fact that we all need encouragement. If you need encouragement this morning, that that is not a character flaw. that's, That's humanity. If you need help today, that's not a character flaw. That is humanity. If you need some instruction, you need some guidance, and you need that in your life, that's not a character flaw. We all need that. And sometimes when it doesn't come, when we're expecting it, we can allow ourselves to get... Bitter and angry and upset at things that other people had no control over. So what is to say? I'm coming. If it be the Lord's will, I'm coming. I'm going to spend some time with you. But in the meantime, stand guard. Number two, he says, stead and firm. Watch ye stand fast in the faith. In my 49, almost 50 years, I've seen this so many times. A Christian gets disappointed... And with that disappointment, they throw in their faith. Hear me very carefully this morning. This message may be the most important message you've ever heard. But if man disappoints you, the faith is still the faith. If life does not happen the way that you have scripted it, there's not a problem with the faith. If you needed help and encouragement, friend, I hate to confess this to you, but there are days when I've needed encouragement and nobody read my mind. Nobody came knocking on my door with a freshly baked pie, said, Pastor, I just want to encourage you. I need to put on social media some kind of code or something when I need that. That has nothing to do with the Faith. Sometimes God delays it and says, encourage yourself. What do you mean you don't have any help coming? Don't you have the Holy Spirit? Stand firm. God is a good God whether He allows somebody to come encourage me or not. God is a good God whether or not He allows instruction to come when I think I need it. God is a good God. Faith, My faith is a good faith. It's the faith in which I can build a life on. I can build a home on. We have our church built on. We should stand firm. Steadfast in the faith is the significance there as an anchor. When that anchor takes hold, that ship's going nowhere. And if we're anchored in our faith... It doesn't matter if what we perceive as the help and the the, the encouragement and now there's a disappointment and sometimes we would blame Paul and say, what that open door is more important than us? Or maybe there was, we'll just assume everybody took it better than we would take it and be like, well, sometimes God does things we don't understand. It's not Paul's fault. But I'm still disappointed because I was looking forward to getting the instruction, getting the encouragement. You know how it is when you see Paul, when you even get his letters, what an encouragement it is. But in the meantime, I must stand firm. Many beliefs have been given up because we got disappointed. Because we didn't get the help that we were expecting. We didn't get the encouragement that we were expecting. Well, sister so-and-so, I was going through this. Or, or the pastor didn't come and visit me. The pastor didn't even... Well, That's why you fill out a card and I'll come visit you. Well, I was in the hospital for three weeks. You didn't tell nobody. Or, or I text him and Three days later, he texts me back. Do you know how many texts I get in a day? And I had you blocked anyway. That's why I didn't do it. But all I'm saying is, whether it be your pastor, a Sunday school teacher, somebody you come to church with, they are human. They are fallible. They have needs. They have burdens. They're limited by this life like everybody else is. And just because we get disappointed does not mean there's anything wrong with this Bible. There's anything wrong with God's church. There's anything wrong with the salvation that saved us. Anything wrong with the grace that sustains us. In too many times, Christians fall by the wayside. They give up their faith and Paul says, I can't come to you right now. I know you're counting on me. I know you need me. I know you want to be encouraged by me. But God is forbidding it because there's an open door that I did not expect. I never would have told you I was coming if I would have known God was going to do this. But God has done this. I have to stay. I'll come to you when I can. But in the meantime, stand firm. In the meantime, don't change what you believe. In the meantime, you show up in church on Sunday morning just like every other Sunday. In the meantime, you open that book and you read it every single day. In the meantime, you still pray to your God. In the meantime, you still lean on the Spirit of God to sustain you. Yes, you're disappointed. Yes, you thought something was going to happen, but it didn't. Stand firm. Number three, he says, in the meantime, stand up. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men. That doesn't mean quit like we're giving up. If I can say it in today's vernacular, it would sound like this. In the meantime, man up. Or maybe I could say it like this. In the meantime, put your big boy pants on. In the meantime, do what a man's supposed to do. In the meantime, fulfill your responsibility. In the meantime, quit acting like a baby, sitting in the corner, sucking your thumb, because life didn't go the way you thought it was going to come. And by the way, we need to hear this not in just our society, but in our churches today. Life doesn't always happen the way we want it to happen. God hadn't bailed on you. God hadn't forsaken you. God hasn't cast you away. Sometimes God does things that we don't anticipate and we get disappointed by it. The help we thought was going to come didn't come. The encouragement we thought was going to come didn't come. And he says, man up. Stand up. Quit you like men. Well, pastor, I just, I just, I just don't feel like it. Do it anyway. I just feel so inadequate to be, to be in this position. Fill the position anyway. I just don't feel like I have what it takes. Do it anyway. What he's saying is, stand up and be counted. Fulfill your role. As a as men, as a head of house, you're not always going to feel like you have what it takes to run that house, to carry that load, to, to take care of that family, but you get up every day and you go to work. You do the things that you have to do, even if you don't know how. Well, I just don't know if it's going to work out, so I'm just not going to try. God help us as His people when He's equipped us to stand as we're supposed to stand. If God puts you in that home, you have what it takes. You know why? You're the only one that's there. Well, ladies, I just don't feel like I'm adequate as a mother. Who is adequate to birth another human being? and rear them the way God would rear them? Let me tell you, nobody can do it to the standard of God. But if God gave you those children, they're your children. You are who they're supposed to have. You are the person, so I just don't feel like it. Well, guess what? That little baby's not going to stop crying because you don't feel like it. Fulfill your role. Christian, I just don't feel Close to God today. Man up. Stand up. Well, I, the church—they, I, I was just—I thought this was going to take place. I thought I was going to be encouraged. I thought I was going to have the help. I thought I was going to have the instruction. And sometimes, it just doesn't work out in this situation. It was nobody's fault. But even if it's somebody else's fault, stand up. I have a place that I'm supposed to serve. I have a position that I'm supposed to fill. Well, I just, I, don't, I just don't feel like it today. Do it anyway, right. Right. friend. If you'll permit me, and I. I hope this won't change your opinion of me, but there's been many times as the pastor of this church, there was a visit I had to go make. There was a there was a, there was a, a funeral home I had to go to and, and try and console a family with my my heart was broken and my 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 spirit was, was pierced. And you go and you say, I feel so inadequate to say the words that need to be said. I feel so inadequate to be the person to comfort and to give give care. But what do you do? You look yourself in the mirror and say, You're the pastor of this church, you're their pastor, you're their under Shepherd. you're supposed to be there for them and you just man up and play the role and say, it's where God has put me. and if he don't send me somebody to pat me on the back, I still have to do it. You know what happens when you just stand up? You find that the spirit that dwells within you is enough to get you through it. What you find, Man, this is good stuff. What you find is you don't need Paul. The person sitting next to you in Corinth is more to you than you realize they were. Because if Paul don't come, you know who you have to depend on? Sister so-and-so. Brother so-and-so. You have to depend on Timothy instead of Paul. You know why? Because God said, I want Timothy there. And the only way to put Timothy there where somebody will listen to Timothy is if I keep Paul away. God always fills the need and God always sends the encouragement and God always sends the help, but it makes us look for it in different places than we've always depended on it. But you got to stand up. You know what we need in our churches today? We need men to stand up. Well, it's, it's tough in our world that they stand up. We need men to stand in their homes and be accounted for. Well, the burden's heavy. Well, yeah. I don't always feel like I have what it takes. Let me help you. You don't always have what it takes. Sometimes that's not the standard. Sometimes the standard is just Quit ye like men. Quit ye like men. You know, you think of these soldiers who we read of in history, who ended up being the heroes, who, who ended up uh, getting the commendation for their bravery. You know they didn't know that was going to happen until they hit the shore, until they, parachute, they, they parachuted in. To the battle came, what did they first have to do? They had to quit ye like men. It's my post. It's my duty. It's my responsibility. I can complain about it. I can whine about how things aren't fair. Or I can say, this is where God has put me. This is my place in history. This is my place in life. And if nothing else, I'm just going to show up. We must stand up. We must fulfill the role that God has given us. Then number four. Paul says, I can't come right now, but in the meantime, stand ready. Stand ready. Notice what he says. He says, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Stand stand guard, stand firm, stand up. He says, stand ready. Notice his words, be strong. What he's saying is be steadfast. He's saying be steady. What is that well I'm going to stand ready I you know what we need you know what you know what every one of these teenagers need every one of these children need every one of these children nurseries they grow up they do not need perfect parents they don't because there are no perfect parents they don't even need parents who are always right. Because there's never existed parents who were always right. But you know what they do need? They do need some who'll stand ready, meaning they're steady. That doesn't mean that we never lose control of our emotions. It doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes. But you know what it means? There are some things that I can look to No matter what goes on around them, I know what to expect from them. They're going to have some lows. They're going to have some highs. But I know where I can find them. I know what they have to offer. Their security. We need to change the standard as Christians, the standard of perfection. You know God did not put that standard on anybody. God did not put the standard of perfection on anyone because God knows we're not perfect. We put that standard on ourselves and we put it on others and allow others to put it on us. Now I'm not saying oh Pastor said we're not perfect. Go do whatever you want to do. That's not what I'm saying. But the goal should be I want to be ready, me. I want to be steady. I'm going to have some highs, I'm going to have some lows, but I'm going to be in my place. You can count on me to be where I'm supposed to be. Some days my shoulders may droop a little bit more because the burden's heavy. But you can count on me. You can know. You know, it's okay for the children to grow up and be able to get a sense about mom and dad that the burden's a little bit heavier. But it's going to be okay. Because dad's going to show up. Mom's going to show up. We're we're still going to church on Sunday. The Bible's still true. We still have a God that we can pray to and we can count on and Sometimes there's disappointment that comes to our home, and sometimes there's some things, that, that, that some encouragement that we thought we were going to have and we don't have, and, and things aren't going the way that we thought they were going to go. But, but let me understand, God is still a good God. And you don't have a perfect dad, and you don't have a perfect mom, but let me tell you what you do, you do have a dad, you do have a mom, you do have somebody who's going to pray for you, and you do have somebody who's going to at least... Stand in their place, and no matter how inadequate they feel, need to stand ready. Be strong. Be strong. Sometimes we think being right means being strong. I didn't say be stubborn. Paul didn't write about that because if they were like us, they already had that down. Be strong. Be steadfast. There is security in that simple verse. And what Paul is giving them the instruction, if they will follow this, he's saying, I can't come. We know this. In the meantime, do this. Paul doesn't write this, but if you do this, My presence will be a bonus. It won't be life and death. My presence will be a blessing. But it will not hinge on your survival or your success. Because too many times we depend on somebody else's solution... When God has given us the Holy Spirit, God is giving us the faith, and let me say God has given us the people who are already around us to help us, my presence will be a bonus. If you and I would take these words and while we're waiting on that encouragement, are we are disappointed that that help and that instruction is not coming. In the meantime, I say, Pastor, I, I, need, I understand. I know exactly what you're talking about. The Help you thought you were going to have, the encouragement that you needed at the time. You learn it's not coming. So what do I do? Well, in the meantime, it's okay to still wait on it. It's okay, to still long for it. And it's, it's, it's it's humanity, the fact that we need it to begin with. But God knows that, and what God has done, He's already sent Timothy. He's already given us His Spirit. What do we do? Stand guard. Don't let your disappointment turn to bitterness or accusation. What do we do? Stand firm. The faith has never disappointed anyone. To say otherwise is disingenuous and a lie. People disappoint. Our humanity disappoints. The faith has never disappointed anybody. Stand firm. Pastor, I'm a little overwhelmed we're just barely keeping our head above water. What do I do? Stand up. You know what you do in the morning? You get up and you go to work. You know what you do next Sunday morning? You get up and you come to church. Well, I just don't think I could... I, I just, I've just been disappointed in life. You know, that's. I, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing... If you'll just permit me to just be human this morning, I'm so tired of hearing that like you're the only one who's ever been disappointed and like you've never disappointed anybody That's what humanity does I I just I'm just so disappointed so I'm not no you, you're not willing willing to stand and, and and fill the position that God has given you just, and then stand ready I don't know, these, these individuals, and I'll close with this, this, these Christians, this church, they didn't know what was gonna fa- they were going to face. Didn't know how they were going to survive it. But we'll just stand ready for whatever God has. We'll be steady. We'll be steadfast. We'll take this disappointment, and if I can say it like this, we'll roll with the punches. We'll just roll with life. God's still a good God. We still have our salvation, and we're not alone because they had help around them. God's tried to teach us many times that you don't have to have. It's nice, but you don't have to have the help that you thought you had to have. You don't have to have the encouragement that you thought you had to have. You don't have to have the instruction you thought you had to have. Because we all have more than we realize that we need. Boy, would you look to these words, and while we're waiting on God to do some things in the meantime, just because you're disappointed does not give you an excuse to quit on God, quit on others, doesn't. What do you got to do? Well, sometimes you just got to quit you like men. I don't know what else to do, but just to fill my spot. Well, don't you think that's hypocritical? We live as hypocrites every single day. You want to see the biggest bunch of hypocrites? Go to Chick-fil-A. They say, my pleasure. They don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it because they got paid. Ask them, next time they say that, my pleasure, say, you getting paid? Then it's not your pleasure, it's because you're getting paid. We go through life and... Anyway, in the meantime, here's some help to help.